Everybody wants to be on top of the mountain. The problem nowadays is people want to get dropped off at the top of the hill and look down. It's that I overcome mindset that makes all the difference. See, the way we're taught is you're going to claw, you're going to scratch, you're going to bite, you're going to dig, you're going to do whatever it takes to get to the top of that mountain. That unequivocally is how I have managed to keep myself moving forward and finding success. Two seals, one mission. The Overcome and Conquer Show. And welcome back to the Overcome and Conquer Show. We have got an amazing guest on today. I got to tell you guys, you know, if you love the intensity of Raycast Care, I believe the individual we have for this show may be the only individual I've met on the planet that brings the same level of intensity as Mr. Ray Care Bear Care. I got to say, I got to say, Ray, I, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's a tight race between the two of you. And I will say this. Wait, I will say this, that he is the only person I know that out F-bombs you. Yeah, he makes me sound like a choir boy when he gets fired up. And I, I will tell you this. We have a, you know, they, you say you have these love-hate relationships. We have a hate-hate relationship. But I think, at least on my end, it's out of the utmost respect. Not only is he a friend, a business partner, but he is... I'm going to say this one time, and he's looking at me. He is a mentor uh, that's been really trying to uh, polish that that turd up, if you will, trying to make me more business oriented. He is, uh, but you're just talking. I mean, are you talking about his bald head? No, I mean, dude, you just called his bald head a turd. He's polishing that. What is going on? Here? This no. truly is a hate hate relationship. No, he loves me, and I love him, and uh, he'll, he'll admit it that he will tell you that he his goal in life. See, I have a few minutes to say whatever I want. He can't say anything. Look how mad he looks. Is that he? <laughs> won't look at the, no emotion. He wanted to be a Navy SEAL. He's going to pull a gun out or something. Will be. I know it. There it comes. Um, but no, I, I am honored to have this gentleman on. He is. Uh, he does. He 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 is also here. We can give you a hit. He's also uh, instructor for the project that we do. But he does bring the intensity. I will presenting say, sponsor for the Overcoming Conquer Show. Thank you. But he brings he brings the the b to the boom. I'm the oom, and he's the b. So together we have boom. <laughs> Look at him. He wants to kill me. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if the b. And the oom, I don't know if that works, Ray. I just got to tell you, I don't know if that that works. Yeah, I feel I feel a little awkward when I when I make those noises. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I can't take it back. I wish I could. So let's just roll with it, move on. All right. Well, let's. Hey, without further ado, I'm not even gonna get a get a. I'm not even gonna get into current events. I want to just roll into this show because I tell you what, this guy is gonna bring the thunder. Uh, I'm actually kind of fascinated at having him and Ray on together. I will let you know uh, this show is probably going to be rated R for language. So if you got small kids, you may want to decide whether you, you may want to listen to it first. I mean, we won't get into anything off color, but I will tell you it will be a B-52 F-bomb strike during this show. So without further ado, man, it is my honor to introduce this guy. I've worked with him on several different events. His level of intensity is unparalleled. And I got to tell you, he is, uh, aside from the SEAL teams, I love my Marines. Marines are like a pit bull on a chain that is just waiting to attack. And this guy is the epitome of that. <clears throat> if you release him, he is just going to destroy things. So he lives the essence of being a Marine. He is a father. He is a husband. He is a 
uh, a, a multi-millionaire entrepreneur. He uh, hails from New York, but currently he's living in California. He runs a fitness business called Peak Physique, and he is changing the mindset, the body, and he is hardening people up all across this country in their physique and their mindset, teaching leadership, teamwork, communication. He is an instructor for the project, teaching men to stop being wusses in their life and become the men and knights they were always destined to be. It is my great honor to present the freak himself, Mr. Steve Eckhart. Welcome to the Overcome and Conquer show. Wow, Jason, thanks for the introduction. I haven't heard that much about me in a long time. But now that I'm unmuted, Ray mutes me when he sits and babbles all his bullshit. But I just want to say, and no offense to you, Jason, but I haven't been around this many SEALs since I was at the San Diego Zoo. It was a great time, so it's an honor to be here with you, too. We're going to have some fun, and we're going to and, – and don't ever compare me and Ray when it comes to intensity and his little ba-oom stuff. I don't know what that shit meant, but there, it's not even a close – it's not even a close race. He gets left behind. But that's besides the point. Oh, here we go. You know what? I was I was for like three seconds fucking excited to do the show <laughs> with you. And now And it went straight downhill. Once <laughs> I started talking, it went straight downhill. But we're gonna have some fun. We're Steve, some fun. I Steve, I won't lie. Ever since Ray got you to come on, he can't stop talking about it. He's been texting Ryan and I nonstop, like, hey guys, Steve's coming on. This is gonna be so good. He's been like calling me at night and he's like, Jay, I just want to let you know that Steve's coming on. And I'm like, I know, Ray, you've been telling me this. I'm beginning to think that Ray has a secret man crush on you. Oh, you should see the, the pictures and the text messages that we get from him on a regular basis. I don't even open them anymore. It's a, if it's a video, I know better than to hit play. I know better. <laughs> hey, let's not talk family business offline here. What the fuck? This is not a witch hunt. This is for us to, to showcase all the good stuff you're doing, not to just be you and be mean to me. So stop. <laughs> all right well listen we want to roll right into the show we want to roll i, I gotta tell you uh, i i love and it doesn't surprise me that steve chose this word as the word of the day but it is going to be really interesting how he blends it in and how he explains what it is because uh it is you know we oftentimes get people that use the same word of the day on different shows because a lot of our words overcome conquer relentless um resilience, you know, adversity, things like that are words that, you know, people that have been grinding through their life, we understand these words, we can appreciate these words. And this is what this show is all about. But when we asked Steve what his word is, and he threw it out there, I was like, this is going to be so good. So, Mr. Ray Cascare, will you please give us the word of the day? I don't want to, but I will. Okay, here we go, guys. The word of the day is freak. So all I did, Steve, is I pulled up the noun version of it. I'm going to tell you what it means, and then you need to lay down a smack of how it resonates with you. Freak, a very unusual and unexpected event or situation. Now, I know that doesn't do it justice, so give it to us. Give it to us. Well, that's a noun version, but to me, it's a character trait. It's a way of life. It's a way of living. Like, when I wake up in the morning, I think, how am I going to be the biggest possible fucking freak that I could be on this planet today? To me. A freak means being unique, being yourself, living life on your own fucking terms, marching to the beat of your own drum no matter what. Because I spent too many years of my life, literally decades of my life, worried about and stressing about, all right, what's the world going to think about me? What's this person going to People I don't give a shit about, people I don't even know that don't know me, 
and you you live your life trying to make them happy and be a people pleaser and give you approval seeking. So I I came to the conclusion and just literally just a few years ago, and I learned how to be a, the ultimate freak from my daughter. I can get into that in a second, but I learned to just stop giving a fuck and live life on my own terms, be polarizing. And but when it comes down to it, I have a saying about being a freak. Some people will hate, but most can relate to the way that I, I operate and the way I live my life. People act like it's polarizing and, oh, my God, how could you say those things and act like that? But in the back of their head, they're like, yes, I needed the motherfucker to come out and say that. I needed someone to put me because no one else has done me that favor in my life and just been yes, man. So to me, that's what that's what being a freak is. Woo! Coming out of the gate hard like you always Dude, I do. love it. All right. So let's get into it, Steve. Let's not fuck around, all right? Because I get to cuss with you. <clears throat> let's let's take away the, the seven figures, the beautiful home, everything you have. Let's rewind back to the early days. Who the fuck is Steve Eckhart? And what I want to know, and I know some of it, we don't need to get into all of it. What made you the man you are today? Because brother, I mean, on, this isn't, this isn't a joke how Steve is. Steve is like this, like 24 seven. What made you the hard ass motherfucker you are? Who made you Steve Eckhart? I have to give 100% credit to my father. I appreciate everything that he taught me, everything, the way that I operate, the structure, the discipline, the energy, the confidence, the action that I take every day, the freak I give 100% credit to my father because when I was a little kid and you're probably thinking, oh, wow, that sounds like a great American success story. When I was a little kid, every day, 24 hours a day, every time I saw the man, I looked at him and I said, when I grow up, I want to be nothing like that motherfucker. So I'm going to do everything in my power to be the exact opposite. So I learned literally, literally he taught me and I still speak to my father to this day. It's not like it, it's people who don't talk to their, their family anymore. And I thank him for it. I appreciate it because I learned exactly how to be a great father by not having a great father. Because people could have fucked up shit in their life, right? They have a mother that's a crackhead. So they use their mother as a crackhead to be used as an excuse to become a crackhead themselves. I don't know what made that flip the switch in my head. Maybe it was just born with the DNA, stubbornness in my DNA. I said, I'm going to use that my having a shitty childhood as an excuse to not have my kids have a shitty childhood. Like you, it's all how you frame it, how you, how you switch the, the switch in your head. Was there like one particular incident, Steve? Cause I mean, I know your story cause we go, we know we, we actually are friends, but like, you know, were you seven or eight? Were you, was there a, a specific incident? Like, you know, your dad was just not paying attention to you or where you said, fuck, you know, like I talk about it, fuck it, fuck you. I'm not going to be you. Was there one time or was it just a collaboration of everything? It was an ongoing thing. Like I, I didn't live, I don't understand people that live in a single family home. They don't see their father, their father's not around. So that's what causes them to be kind of fucked up or whatever. My parents are still married. They still live together. They still live in the same home that I grew up in. So I lived there until I was 19. So I actually left the Marine Corps. I lived at home. Well, sometime in jail, but that was besides the point. I actually got fed better, better in jail than I did at home, but so that wasn't really all that bad. So I didn't leave until I was 19. So that's 19 years in a house with, and my father living there. I never had one single conversation with my father, not one conversation, never taught me one single thing. I had a, 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 a toss with my son the other day and my son knows my whole story because I'm very open to him. I teach him about this stuff so he could be the man that, that he needs to be also. So we had a catch the other day. I, I said, hey, Tyson, you want to have a, a, a longer catch than I ever had with my dad? Throw me the ball. He threw it. I said, we just did it. Never had a single catch, never sat on the floor and played with my father. Like I was sitting on the floor playing with Tyson. This was a couple of years ago. And this is how I came up with one of my mantras. And 
we're playing, and he's he's like doing some Lego shit, like without even looking at the instructions, putting some shit together like in supersonic speed. I'm like, damn, Tyson, you're fucking awesome. And he knows that he can't curse, but if he hears it, he may may or may not hear that stuff around the house, allegedly. <laughs> but he knows he can't say that stuff himself. So when we're talking, he's like, Daddy, who taught you how to do Legos? Who told you you were awesome? And I was like, you know what? No one. No one ever did in my entire life. So from that day forward, I go around and I make a, a thing uh, at least 100 times a day. I tell 100 different people that they are fucking awesome. And I do it all day, every day. I was going to make that my next tattoo on my arm, but that was just look a little too trashy. Then they'll definitely think me and Ray are friends if I put, like, I am fucking awesome across my forearm. I mean, that was a little too trashy to do, but I do have no excuses on this one, and that's that's the way I live. So it was a culmination of an entire childhood is what led to it. Steve, before Jay asks you the next question, can you, since you go around telling everybody they're so awesome, can you tell me I'm awesome real quick so I can have it? Go ahead. Are you, I already told 100 people today, so my quota's filled, so I'm not sure if I can do that. <laughs> oh, Lord. Ray Care, you are fucking awesome. I heart you too. Get him, Jay. Uh, get him, Jay. He's going to cut that part out and he's going to play that section right there for like yeah, years. It's going to be, it's actually going to be his, it's going to be his ringtone. His like, ringer. Yeah, when we're around, I'm going to hear this. I love it. Steve, so my question is, Steve, with your dad, were you more of a timid kid growing up or did it, it, did it just produce this chip on your shoulder and it gave you this fuck the world attitude as you grew up? And, and so, and what led you down that road? Obviously you started, you know, maybe some run-ins with the law. What led you down the road to decide you wanted to be a Marine? Well, a timid kid, I would say a timid kid, but inside there was, Every boy has it. Your, your testosterone starts building. You're a fucking savage inside, no matter what. That's the way a man's meant to be and wired. But from being alone and never having a, a father figure, so I would just sit alone for days and weeks at a time, doing my own thing completely by myself. So definitely a timid kid. I had zero friends, never went to one high school football game or prom or any of that shit, like literally nothing. Never went to a single birthday party as a kid. Never went over another kid's house to go and play. So this, I mean, this shit we're going on right now, this quarantine stuff, this self-spacing shit, I'm in heaven. I'm like, I was fucking dope. This shit could look like this My dad taught me this. He made, like, this, this shit that happened with my father gave me a superpower. That now shit like this goes on, I'm fucking working. I could sit here and just sit here for 12 hours straight from my computer and just make shit happen. When I'm traveling, I'll be in Vegas at a convention, getting drink and get their, their prostitutes and all this other shit. I can go in the hotel room and start a fucking business because I learned it from my dad. I learned how to be by myself and learn how to operate on my own and be a loner. So I take that weakness that I had as a kid and it was, it was timid. It was weakness. I had no friends. I was miserable, but I said, you know what? Enough is enough. And again, it must be, he is a stubborn motherfucker still to this day. He actually just had his like third cancer surgery just yesterday and he's out of the hospital the next day, fucking walking around, still going to get his coffee. So he's a, he's a stubborn fucking grimy motherfucker. Mm. So I give him that. So I did get that from him. So that's definitely where, where it came from. Jesus, Christ. dude, I, I love it. So what? I, so now I. So I don't even remember what the question was, but you got me rolling. Well, well, I'm rolling into the Marine Corps, man, because you. I can't even imagine. I mean, suddenly here you were. You were this loner kid, who basically had figured out how to live your life just on your own terms as a kid. You were just like, "Fuck it, if this is the way the world is, this is how I'm going to live." Yep. And then suddenly you went in the Marine Corps, which is a team-based organization. Everything is built around how do I connect and how do I become an integral part of this team. How was that transition, and what led you even to go into the Marine Corps? 
no, the truth, the, the real version or the I wanted to serve my country and all this. And, and no, judge, no, hey, no. Ju hey, judge told you to join the core, huh? <laughs> so basically, <laughs> but I do have a military family. My grandfather was in World War II, survived World War II in Germany and Poland in infantry in the army, survived it and actually lost both of his legs in later years to diabetes. It shows you how much more deadly, and that's just a side thing, how much more deadly. Like, we're worried about this coronavirus stuff, right? You know how many people die from obesity and and all this heart disease and cigarettes and lung cancer? Millions. But we're, we'll be focused on this stuff. Why don't we have quarantines for fucking cigarette smokers or, or fucking people who are eating McDonald's? Quarantine those motherfuckers. Anyway, we got up on too many tangents. I don't even remember the fucking question again. I got to. So when it came to it, all right, I'm getting in trouble like a loner and hanging out in the, the those wild crowds eventually once I graduate high school and getting in a lot of trouble, doing a lot of criminal activity and ended up in jail. And I do have a military family. Again, my grandfather, my father was in the army. My brother was in the Marine Corps and my brother was actually a, a cop and still is a cop. So he was a cop while I was out in the street running wild. So that was like a, a real clash all the time. So crazy situation, but I ended up in jail and in, in, in front of a judge one too many times. And they said it's either, and my brother kind of talked to them because he was a cop looking to help me out. They said it's one to three upstate in prison or four years in the Marine Corps. And they wouldn't, and no offense to, obviously, obviously we joke about the Army and the Navy. Obviously, we, you know, we love all the armed forces. But they would not let me join the Army, the Navy, or the Air Force, because those are only two-year minimums. I don't know if it still is that way this time. The Marine Corps, you had to do four years. They said it's one to three, upstate New York, in prison, or four years in the Marine Corps. Take your pick. And left, literally, they made, I had to leave from the courthouse straight to the recruiter's office, literally. Nowadays, they don't let that happen. You have, they, they don't even let you in if you have any kind of, whatever past or whatever, which I think still think they should because it seemed to have worked back then. And nowadays, I don't know. I think it's getting a little softer. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. I, I think, you know, some of these, uh, some of these, what these, I need a break cards or things like that that are happening in boot camp. It's crazy to me. You know, you don't get a break in combat. That's not I true. That was a myth. And someone told me that's actually real life. They that's not true. Yeah. That's not true. That is true. I heard the Navy SEALs had that. Is that true, Ray Care? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Steve, so you stepped out of the Marine Corps, and what led you down the road of fitness? Because, man, you created your company, Peak Physique, and you're killing it, man. You're on the East Coast, which is, we'll get to the next step of that. What made you make the decision to leave? But, dude, what led you to create this and grow it into a million-dollar business? I mean, there's so many people out there that that's, like, such a big uh, uh, turning point. Like I haven't hit that point yet. I want to, and I'm hungry for it too. But to hit that million dollar point, to be able to say, yeah, man, I'm a millionaire. You have done that. How did you grow? What made you, when you left the Marine Corps, decide you were going down that path and start develop, you know, the freak that you are? When did that really start to develop and you to translate that into your company? Well, so once, once I signed up, once I actually joined the Marine Corps and it, it took actually eight months of waivers and all this other stuff that I had to do because of the history I had. So it took a while to get in. So I just quit my job. I was still at my parents' house. So I didn't really have too many bills. And I just trained my ass off for months. And it was winter. I left in the winter time. So I'm in New York out there in the playgrounds with no shirt doing pull-ups, my skinny, skinny, hairy ass out there doing pull-ups on the playground, literally just trained and ran, ran, running in the snow every day, miles and miles. Cause I said, I'm, I'm going to go and do this. And once I, once I actually made the commitment, the thought of the military, obviously I was on the other side of the law for a while, but 
the thought of the military, I'm like, I can excel at this. I know I can, I can be a leader at this. I could be great at this. So I went and just trained my ass off the entire time. And that's how I really, really got into fitness. Of course, when I was a kid who would screw around, do some boxing or whatever. Like when my father would piss me off when I was a kid, I would take my mattress, which was all nasty and a pissy mattress had springs sticking out of it. I'd put it up against the doorway and I'd play, uh, what was the one song I played when I was a teenager? LL Cool J, Mama Said Knock You Out. I'd play that as loud as I can when my father would piss me off when I was a teenager and i start punching it. So I would just train, train, train. And I got the fitness training for the Marine Corps. Then in the Marine Corps, and I'm sure you've seen it in the, in the Navy and maybe even in the SEALs, people start, once they get out to the fleet, they start slacking off, right? They start not training the way they used to train, eating the way they used to eat, because now they're not in boot camp, but they're a little more, have a little more freedom. So some of them start getting out of shape. As you start moving up, you have a lot of Marines underneath you. So I'm getting in trouble because I have fat Marines underneath me. And it's hard for me to even say that, but that's the reality of it is. So I went on my own time got certified as a personal trainer and started training the Marines just to pass the physical fitness test, just to excel on it. So we are, we can have better numbers in our team. And I got certified there and said, you know what, between the training I did before I came in, I got into it. I got certified here, trained them. I'm like, this is, I just love this shit. I, this is just, this is the way to go. Make it makes such a difference in, in the people's lives. Cause it's not just fitness. Fitness is the easy part. Once they start getting in shape, they start mentally, emotionally, changing being better people different people and it, it spreads into all areas of their life so i said i'm gonna make a career out of this and literally came out of the marine corps right into a job as a personal trainer with like a week and a half later started a new job how'd you uh how'd you grow it though i mean how did you grow and how long was that time frame to grow that business from you know hey i'm gonna do personal training into a million dollar business well a couple a couple things well First, this, this old-fashioned thing called W-O-R-K that motherfuckers nowadays are afraid of and allergic to, just hard work. Literally getting up at crack of dawn, staying up all day, with tr driving all over the place. I would drive to New York City for an in-home client, then drive to Jersey for an in-home client, go to Westchester. I was all over the place, taking sometimes traveling more time than it even took for the session, plugging equipment out. So just putting in the hard work, putting in the time, putting in the effort. People think nowadays, because the internet, you could Google anything and get an answer, and nowadays they want immediate satisfaction. So the, the, the way to do it is delayed gratification. Is it, it took a long time of just struggling, busting my ass, zero sleep, and I'm talking years, years, decades of, of doing that when it came to business. I wasn't a, a regular gym for a while, and it, I was a top trainer in the gym, doing the most sessions, working. I would open up the gym at 5 a.m., I lived upstate New York, so I have to wake up at 3.45 in the morning, but I was already conditioned from that from Marine Corps. It was like nothing to me. No one else wanted those positions. I said, I'll take it. I'll open the gym. Went in and killed it. Had a full schedule all day in there. And then one day, I forget what happened, where I didn't hit the numbers just one week. And this is after I was there for like four years. Didn't hit my numbers for one week. And they automatically just cut your salary. They cut your medical benefits, all your bonuses, everything, just from right up right from that. Now you're telling you. I said, you know what? Fuck this. So I went and started my own thing in home training personal training in home, just one-on-one -on -one, and just built it from there. Just went there from grinding, grinding, saving up, buying more equipment, building up, building up, and then just made the jump into just opening up a gym and just continue from there, just putting in hard work. Dude, love it. So it's all about the grind, man. So many people, you're right. So many people aren't willing to do it. They think that, you know, we've met so many out there who just think that, I don't know, there's some magic wand that suddenly you appear at the top and you've got the following and you've got the clientele and dude, 
mean, for so many people, it's years and years and years and years of work. It's, uh, it's the gym. It's eating healthy. So speaking of eating healthy, man, let's roll right into uh, paying the bills. We got to take our, our break. And we want to give a big shout out to our Midrail sponsor, Icon Meals. Stand by. We will be right back. Hey guys, this is Ray from the Overcome and Conquer Show, and we are proud to announce that Icon Meals is our mid-roll sponsor. Icon is an industry leader in cryovac meal technology. What does that mean, guys? You are going to get the freshest meals delivered to you next day service. Another key factor of why I love Icon Meals is they have two menus, guys. They have the signature menu and the custom meal. So if you're like me and you need more protein or less carbs and you're on the go and fitness is your life, you can make a customizable meal. And or if you're just looking for the standard healthy meal choice, you can. So everything is organized for you. So ladies and gentlemen, Icon Icon Meals has taken all the work out of it. All you have to do is put in what you want and they will provide what you need. And it doesn't end there. They also offer popcorn, seasonings, coffee, cookies, crisp bread, and gift cards. So guys, check them out at www.iconmeals.com. All right, guys, we are back. And our guest today is the amazing freak himself, Steve Eckert. So, uh, and we were just talking about how he built his business uh, into a million dollar enterprise and basically he summed it up with one one word man work the grind getting it so uh ray you have had the honor of working with uh steve on a bunch of things let's get into what you guys are doing and uh i i do believe you've got some stories between the two of you you've got some things to share we do so just to catch everybody up on steve okay so steve runs these two amazing, correct me if I'm wrong, two amazing gyms out of New York. And this is what I love about Steve. One day he tells his wife, I don't know if you want me to say names. He says, hey, babe, we're going to pack the fuck up and we're going to move to California. No plan, no nothing. He just packs up the car with two kids and he leaves. And the reason, and this is originally it was because he was going to go do some stuff with Pedro's Coolian. He's going to do this. But the real reason was, is if people want to know, is he had a dream. And in his dream, he realized that one day he was going to be working with Ray Cash Care, former Navy SEAL. So he told his wife that he was going to pack up, move all the way out to California. Hence, now we are working together. So Steve, elaborate on that dream and tell everybody what you and I are doing together. Go. Well, the real version of that story is. (laughs) (laughs) I was introduced to Ray Care from our mutual friend, business partner, and coach, Pedros, and got us on the phone. And I'm in New York, raised in Virginia. We're talking. We're talking about some business ideas we're going to start, some business opportunities that we're going to work together. And, and Ray's like, you know what? I'm, I'm right down here in Virginia. It's just like a six, seven-hour drive. I could be up there to see you all the time. I went to my wife. I said, listen, we're getting the fuck out of town. We're going to get as far away. We're going to go across the country. We're going to get as far away from Virginia. I don't He'll just show me my doorstep. At least California. I hate you. <laughs> so that's the real version of the story. But what the rest of what he said is true. Was in New York and decided was look just decided to put that. Thing. I always wanted to think about living in California. It wasn't even a plan in the beginning. It was I was just coming out here for a little while. It wasn't even a permanent thing. Came out here, put all my shit in storage from New York. I figure I'll put my house on the market, and by the time we go to California, we'll be there maybe for a month. And we'll come back, see what happens. Maybe eventually we'll sell the house. This, the house gets an offer within like a day. Before I know it, I'm signing it. My house over. Now I'm homeless. 
jumping in a car, driving to California, all my shit's in storage in Brooklyn. We're driving, not even a, we can't even get a rental. And we can't even get a, we don't even have a house yet in California. We're trying to get a rental on the drive here with all of our shit in the pickup truck, all of our shit in storage in Brooklyn. So that is pretty much how it went because sometimes you just have a gut feeling and you just start rolling and, and you just jump and make shit happen. I think that's how it happens a lot of times. Ray right. told me that, Ray told me that the way that he, that, he won you over for the project to work together was when you were sharing a hotel room and he would just dry off totally buck naked in front of you. That that was like the clincher. I air dry. I like to, you know, it's funny is Steve is constantly working. I'm going to tell the truth on this with Steve. Okay. And, and we're going to get into LTD and everything we do, but we share rooms, right? Because Steve likes being with me. So Steve types on his computer, right? So imagine this, he's typing and he always has, the bed to the right. And I'm always the one closest to the door. I don't know why, but that's what Steve chooses. So as he's typing, I come out of the shower and I just have a towel on. I like to lay down on the bed with my towel on, turn towards him, right? And then kind of just like sit there in a provocative position. And you see Steve, he's typing and he gets pissed off because he types really hard. He's like, and he's trying not to look. And as he's trying not to look, I'm trying to scoot so so he can see me. And it, like before he's done, he's like typing like this because he refuses to look at me. But in all actuality, I think Steve finds it a blessing to work with me. Steve, could you elaborate? Yes, we're sharing a room, and this is all this this all sounds like just Ray making something up just to be funny. But this is 100% happened as sick as it sounds. So I'm actually am there, to, and he this happened a couple of times. This this happens many times. We were sharing a room one time. I don't even remember in Michigan, I think. And I'm typing, and I do. I, I get intense when I'm typing. So how you do anything is how you do everything, right? So when I go out to get the mail, I go out to get the mail like a motherfucker. We fight to get the mail. Me and our kids, we have a battle royal. Like, that's how you're going to do something. You go all out, make everything a competition. So when I'm typing, I do. I have a pretty aggressive way, and I use my two fingers. They're fucking deadly, my two trigger fingers. So I'm banging away. And all of a sudden, this is a different time, not the towel incident. Ray's over in the other other couch, whatever. I guess he just finished jerking off whatever he was doing. So I see, I hear his computer. It just sounds like a, a chimpanzee just hitting it with all the hands like this. So I look over and he's just smashing his computer like this, looking at me. Look what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I was watching you work and it just looked and sounded so cool. So I wanted to try the same thing. And he's just sitting there smacking his computer, staring over me while I'm trying to get shit done. I, it's true. It's true. He types really fast and hard. So when I type, it's very quiet. So I wanted to, I want to be like you, Steve, but no, let's roll into it, Steve. Let's talk about LTD. What is it? And what, what does it provide to companies and teams? Let's be serious for a second. So what, what it is, is Ray and I is the leadership and team development project. And it's basically Ray and I traveling all around the country. We go into companies from small companies to large corporations and teach their team, their teams, or their, their leadership team, their employees, whatever it is, whatever segment of their team, we teach them on leadership, communication, teamwork, problem solving. Basically, what we're doing is taking all the lessons that we've learned combined from the Navy SEALs and the Marine Corps and instilling that to their team. So just imagine if, they're, if they can have their employees operating on the same level as the CEO. Because the CEO often develops themselves. They go to conferences, workshops, but there's a huge gap that their team is behind, not developing their team. So what we do is level their team up to get to that same mindset as the CEO or the management team or whatever it is. So imagine if they, their teams can have military-like leadership and they can have the communication and teamwork of the Navy SEALs. They can have the, the discipline, the motivation, and the mindset of the Marine Corps combined and they can operate on that level. It's a game changer when we go out to companies and do this for their teams because they're operating on that military-like level 
because everything in the military that we've done and learned, and I'm sure Jason and, and Ray can back me up on this, is that everything in the military translates directly over to business. The way there's a rank structure, the way there's standard operating procedures, the way you do everything. It's mm -hmm. all the tactics and strategies we learn in the, in the military. It relates right over to business in one way or the other. And actually, most businesses based on military type strategies and tactics, if you think about it. Oh, dude, so true. I mean, you look at why so many businesses look at, you know, Sun Tzu's Art of War. I mean, I mean, that's a book that's thousands of years old, yet it, it, the principles apply in so many things. And there's so many other books that are out there. I read a book last year, um, Hannibal and Me, a phenomenal book that is about strategy. It is about Hannibal when he came across the Alps and, uh, and went after the Romans, but then how they were smart and how they fought him, and business is no different. So I love it, man. I love that that's what you're teaching. Where do companies find out more about LTD? And then tell me about the project, because obviously we are honored that the project is our presenting sponsor. So first off, tell me where companies can find out about LTD. The LTD is at www.theltdtraining.com. Of course, on all of our social medias, where that's, that's all we're doing. Like We're all in on that stuff between LTD and project. That's 90% of what we're, we're talking about. So that's at www.theltdtraining.com. Mm -hmm. And back to the project, they are completely separate companies. When it, but when it comes down to it, if you think about it, the LTD is the, the PG slash PG-13 version of the project. Now, the project is not even triple X. It's like fucking quadruple X when it comes to a rating on the project. But uh, the similarities are where you're going to learn how to be a better businessman, be a better father, better husband, have better leadership in all areas of your life, in your family, your fitness, your finances, your faith, and faith meaning in yourself, not necessarily religious. But So the project is a 75-hour fully immersive course. Like, think about it. Imagine getting the chance for someone who needs to level up in any of those areas, getting a chance to, to live, to learn, to train with a Navy SEAL, a Marine, an MMA expert, a SWAT officer, and then an empire builder, and just having decades and decades experience strategies and tactics just poured into for literally four days straight, just nonstop all around the clock. You, they walk in a bitch, they walk in a sheep, they walk out a fucking beast and a lion is what happens within such a short amount of time. It's like walking through a magical, a magical portal when they come in there for, for the project. So where do guys go? I mean, if there's a man, a young man out there right now that's listening to this, hey, hey, you know, a young man, and I mean, you guys have had somebody, how old? 55, I think, was uh, the oldest guy that went through. Is that correct? That is true. So if someone is interested, they want to they level up their life. I can't tell you how many people I meet. <laughs> Everywhere I go, they tell me, oh, I wish I had been a SEAL. I wish I had gone through SEAL training. I wish I had been a Marine. I wish I had done this. And uh, they're like, I really feel like it would have changed the way I look at life now. And you guys are producing that. You guys are producing that level of intensity. I mean, that was really, that's all that SEAL training, Ranger School, Green Beret, Marine training, whatever it is, all it does is teaches you how to get way outside of your comfort zone and continue to drive forward despite not wanting to do what needs to be done. And that is what you guys are producing with the project. So where does, where does a young man go if that's what he's, he's interested in finding out more? That's at mdkproject.com is where they can go. Yep. And it's exactly what you said. Those, even we have, we have actually had guys that were in the military. I think each class has had at least one former military. Yes, at sir. Least. 
Some of them had two or three because they were in the military and they kind of started losing their ways. They started losing that discipline. They started losing that structure. They started going in different directions that they know wasn't the right way and they needed that refresher. But then those that have never been in the military, if there's a course for civilians out there that closely replicates the military, there's nothing even close to what the project is offering when it comes to that. But they're getting much more than just military type training and also much more than just fitness training. People think they see some videos that think it's just crazy hardcore fitness. Now it is hardcore fitness, but the fitness part, as I'm sure also in the, in the Navy SEALs is the easy part. That's the easy part. As long as you're not a fucking quitter, as long as you're looking to also work on mentally and emotionally imp improve yourself, that's really what the challenge is, the mental and emotional challenge. The physical is the easy shit. Like how much could you possibly beat me down? Right? So the mental and emotional challenge is the real thing. So that's exactly what we're looking, what we do in the project is push them not just physically, but mentally and emotionally to become better fathers, better husbands, better neighbors, better entrepreneurs, better leaders, better mm -hmm. fucking neighbors, better strangers, better fucking humans when it comes down to it. Amen. And guys, if you need us, you can find us on Instagram, okay, at MDK Project One. That's MDK Mike Delta Kilo Project One. Or you can find us at LTD Project One. You can send us a DM and we will get back to you as quick as we can. And guys, this is really, it really is an amazing team of professionals who basically you get to work with. I mean, you get to work with Ray, former Navy SEAL. You get to work with Steve, the freak, basically building mindset. You get to work with Aaron Alejandrino, uh, uh, MMA fighter, yeah, MMA. VP of True Lean Supplements. It's amazing. You got, then you also, you've got Matt the Stud Schneider, who is a decorated SWAT officer. He owns a kill house up in Idaho. Um, and he also works for Fit Body Bootcamp. He's the executive director of something. So men with many talents are kicking ass and taking names. And, and then, of course, Bedros Koulian himself, who's providing you that business advice. How do you scale yourself? How do you scale your life? How do you scale your business? So, guys, this amazing team mm -hmm. with the project, uh, I'm telling you, if you are ready to level yourself up, you need, to, you need to look into this. So, Steve, speaking of leveling up, man. What's the future look like for you? For Steve Eckhart himself, I want to know, what are your current goals and where do you see yourself uh, and, and, and the different projects you're working on in the next five years? The real goal is to just keep spreading the freakness. That's like really what my goal is to, because it started with one-on-one -on -one personal training when I started and seeing the impact that could have on one person at a time. Then I started getting, opening up the gym, going into group training, which was boot camp and boxing. And that's a small group of individuals. Now I started, we started thinking about, all right, if we can get into managers and entrepreneurs by impacting that one person, you're now, that's a force multiplier because that's going to impact hundreds or even millions of people for the, the higher the level you go. So that's really what we're doing with the project and with the LTD in addition to what I'm doing with the gym. So we're on a local level in the gym stuff, but then thinking more like as a global level, really the goal is to make this rock that we all inhabit for a very short amount of time to keep fucking spinning with men, with leaders, with better fucking humans, because I've been the not better human. I know what it's like. I know how, if there's a lot of people like that out there, this rock ain't going to spin in the way it's supposed to. So it's our duty and obligation to give back. I've been saved by mentors and coaches that have guided me and helped me over the years. So it's, it's almost me having to pay back the universe for the fucking damage I've done in the past. And I have a lot of paying back to do. I'm trying to get up back to even. 
I've got a crazy question, Steve. Let's 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 not talk business. Let's just kind of roll over to family. Um, you mentioned something earlier, and I you are a competitor with everything you do. Um, and you, I want you to talk about. I'm going to say this, but I'm let you go about getting the mail. It's something that I think more families um, should do. Now, the way you tell it is a little. It's a little raw, but I love what you're instilling in your kids. Can you can you uh, kind of elaborate on what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Get the mail every day with your kids. It's amazing. Yeah, so we, so we work out together as a family several times a week, even without this. this like, it's, it's a shame that people need to be quarantined to spend time with their fucking kids and with their family. Like, I, we work out as a family at least three times a week, all the time, at home, at home. So this is nothing new. I told you I was built for this quarantine shit. So we'll be working out in the backyard. And at any point, it always ha- usually happens during the workout. We call it, it's called the lazy walks. Anyone at any time can call out the lazy walk. And the whole funny thing is it's nothing but lazy. If you can imagine, nothing we fucking do is lazy, even going to get the mail. So once someone calls it, or even there's a gate in the backyard, once someone starts inching towards the gate, everyone knows they're about to call lazy walk. Lazy walk means we're going to walk to get the mail, but we don't walk to get the mail. We have a fucking WWF battle royal to get the mail. Who is going to come out with the mail in their hand? This is me my eight-year-old son and six-year-old daughter, and that little demon child six-year-old usually ends up with it because she's quick and squirmy. It's downhill. She'll go flying down that hill and like flip-flops or whatever. So I try to keep that speed, but I can't keep my knees start buckling. She flies down the hill. I run straight past the damn mailbox. And if you're ahead of her, she'll stop and roll into a ball, make you go tumbling over her. She'll trip you. She'll kick you while you're down because everything is a competition. Who is going to come out with that mail in their hand? We don't even care what the mail is. It's probably junk mail. But who's going to get the mail? So that's the way we, again, how you do anything is how you do everything. We make everything a competition. We make everything fun. We have fun with everything. If you can have fun getting the mail, how could anything ever bring you down in your day? You, if you could do that, and as a family, nothing else can stop you. We, we're trying to make them unstoppable, unbeatable, unbreakable, fucking bulletproof to the bullshit in the world. I sure fucking love, love it. More people need to do that. Uh, we're, we're getting ready to wrap up here in a minute, Steve. I our want neighbors to- here love us. They love us when we're battling in the street, yelling, kicking <laughs> each other all, all the time. And he lives we've had to stop traffic before. We've ended up in the street where the cars had to stop and we were about to get run over. And he doesn't live in just like your average neighborhood. They're very, it's a very well-to-do neighborhood that he lives in. So it's funny when you just see like the ball-headed, shredded guy and the two kids. I mean, it's crazy. I've witnessed it. I mean, I thought like, I didn't know what the hell was going on. They just they just stop everything they do and they just take off. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I just start running, following them, going, and they're like, you know, sh- he's like shoving one kid in the bush and the other kid's tripping him. And I'm like, I, I don't I didn't know what to do. So I just start pushing kids that I don't even know going down the street. It was awesome. <laughs> Started beating up kids. <laughs> it's amazing. But the, I think the moral to it is like he said, you know. If you can find pleasure in doing those things, and what I love about Steve is like, I, I actually called Steve and I said, hey, what have you changed since this quarantine has happened? He goes, absolutely fucking nothing. Nothing has changed. That's pretty much except for, you know, being able to eat out at some of the places that I like to go with my wife. Nothing has changed with us. Nothing. What about, I mean, nothing. I love the time. I'm, I'm doing more puzzles. I'm doing more family oriented things. As soon as I can order my, uh, my lawn darts, man, we're back to being kids again. That's all I need. I got the horseshoe pit outside. Great point. The people bitch and complain, like use again, using this as an excuse to whine and bitch complain and post on social media. And oh my God, if I'm stuck another day in the house with my kids, I'm going to shoot myself and all that. Like, what the fuck? You should be like, yes, I finally am stuck in the house with my kids. 
the night at school, I get to see them more. I get to spend more time with them more. I get to influence them more. I get to actually be their role model. Like, embrace this time. They should be loving this time, like, wanting more of it. Like, they just canceled school for the rest of the year. All the people are bitching on social media. And we're like, yes, more training. I mean, we do homeschooling a little different. We clear the house. I teach them how to load the magazines and all this other stuff. But we have fun. Everything, making everything fun all the time. And it should just be business as usual. Like, if you have to come up with ideas of what to do with your kids in the house. If you have to, if you're complaining about spending time with your family, if you're complaining about being in your own home that you renovated, that you're spending like 40% of your fucking salary on your mortgage or your rent, and you're complaining about being in that home, and you're with your kids who you are with you for the rest of your life, and you're complaining about being in stuck in the house, then I hate to tell you, but you don't have a fucking virus problem or a corona problem or a quarantine problem. You have a fucking you problem is what you have. That is awesome, hey, man. That is so good. Amen. So, Steve, we're coming to a close here, and I've got to ask you, and I can't wait to hear this, all right? We always like to close with this. What three pieces of advice would you just give to anyone out there right now? It doesn't matter. Just with everything you've learned, whatever it is, what would you tell people? Three things, go. Good question. First one would be lose your fucking ego because I'm the biggest one that can be blamed for that. And that's what held me back for so many years in life and in business is thinking I could do everything myself, having an ego, huge, huge. Once I came to that conclusion, lose your fucking ego. So that would be number one. The second would be to hire a coach or get a mentor because that was the same thing. Once I lost my ego, I thought I didn't need a coach because I had an ego. I could do it all myself in business and life, being a parent. You can't, you don't know shit. You don't know anything. You can do nothing in life alone. So first is lose ego. Second was to get a coach or a mentor, hire one if you have to. That should be one of your first investments in any business and even in life, just a lot in life. Mm-hmm. Getting a mentor and a coach. And the third would be to build more relationships. And all of those go together because it all start with the ego, thinking I don't need relationships. I don't need to meet people. So I, I told you I was built for this quarantine thing because I was so used to being by myself. So literally it's fucked up. I've spent like the last three, four years of my life learning how to be a better communicator, learning how to meet people, going out of my way, making it a goal to meet a new person every day because I didn't do it for so many years of my life and missed out on so many relationships. Right when I start getting decent at it, motherfuckers are quarantined. I'm walking yesterday on the street and there's this couple, me and my wife are going for a walk, like a three mile walk just at nighttime. There's this couple walking by us. And if I'm the one that's trying to make eye contact and trying to say hello, and you're just looking straight forward like a fucking robot. I'm like, listen, I, I told them, I said, excuse me, you know that you can't get this fucking virus from making eye contact with someone. It can't happen. It can't go through your fucking eyes. We're, we're like on the opposite side of the street. So I'm the one looking to make eye contact and interact with humans because I haven't done it for so many decades. And these motherfuckers stonewall me. I'm like, I finally break through and I try to say hello to someone and they fucking oh stonewall God. me. Like, this is fucked up. This is like a curse. I'm being cursed for all the years of being a douchebag. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. Dude, that's awesome. Hey, man. Well, Steve, dude, I love it, bro. You bring the energy. You truly live up to being a freak, man, but a freak in a great way. Being a freak for fitness, being a freak for your family. And, uh, dude, you're setting an example. So every show, we wrap it up with just the word of the day. Each one of us just takes about 30 seconds, give or take, and we shotgun off. What does the word of the day mean to us? You are our guest of honor. You get the honors, man. Wrap the show up, uh, and Ray and I'll close it out. Tell us what being a freak means to you. Again, it's marching to the beat of my own drum, not giving a fuck when it comes down to it. What anyone thinks about me, knowing that if I'm the freak that I'm supposed to be, that I'm meant to be, 
I have nothing else to worry about in the world because my kids are going to see that and it's going to create future leaders in them by being a role model. Just a freak to me means having a role model mindset. That's it. Having a no excuses role model mindset. If I have no excuses and I'm always doing things to be a role model, no matter who's watching, I know that the only thing that matters is my kids know that and see that. And even if they're not with me and don't see it, the fucking universe knows and the universe will pay you back. So to me, that's what being a freak is, is being a role model to my kids that's showing them to live life in your own terms. Live, do what makes you happy, not the rest of the world. Dude, love it. Steve, where can people find you, man? If they want to find out, the follow the freak himself. If they want to learn more about LTD, following you, where do they go? Just my personal Instagram would be steve.eckert1. It's Steve, S-T-E-V dot E-C-K-E-R-T, the number one. There are some fake accounts out there that try to sell people Bitcoin. I'm sure you all have that. I get that all the time. People make an account of yours. They fake. Uh, it's all your same pictures. They try to sell people Bitcoin. I don't sell any fucking Bitcoin. So that's that ain't me. So Steve dot Eckert one. And that's on Instagram. All right. All Dude, right. Love it. Go take. All right. I'll take it, guys. Freak. Listen, here's the deal, guys. The mindset, the mentality you need to have in life. Fuck it. Fuck you. You can't hurt me. I'm already here. I'm going to be the best version of me I can. This world, I, in this world, I am the author. I am the captain. I drive my ship. Yes, you're going to get deterred, but guess what, guys? Be the freak that you are. Get that ship back on course and sail to glory. Sir? Dude, this is what it's about. It is about just being unique, being different, being yourself. That is what being a freak is, in my opinion. It is just not, you know, so many of us are so worried about, we live in this comparative society. We want to be like this guy. We want to be like that guy. You know, we, you know, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Stop worrying about that. Be yourself. Be your freakishly fantastic, fabulous self. And who cares what the world thinks, man? Because I tell you what, when you figure that out, man, people are going to want to follow you because you are real. You are genuine and you will be living your fullest life, your fullest freaky life. I love it, man. Mm. All right. This has been another episode of the Overcome and Conquer show. I am Jason Overcome Redmond. And I'm Ray Cashcare. And we are out. Thanks for listening to the Overcome and Conquer show. Tune in next time and please remember to subscribe on iTunes. Please visit overcomeandconquer.com.